Yeah, oh, without a doubt. I mean, it's a, um, in one sense, a very typical Texas defense. I mean, they're uh, big, strong, athletic, can run. Um, and I would say, in another sense, they're probably not as deep as they have been um, over past years. But it is by far the best defense we've faced this year. I think statistically one of the best in the country right now, in the top quarter anyway. How do you approach that? Is that a fun challenge or a nightmare week for you personally? Oh, I don't think, I mean, there's, I would like to think there's not a whole lot of nightmare weeks, <laughs> you know, in front of me. Um, I, I wouldn't say that it's a fun challenge necessarily. I just think it's a challenge. And I mean, that's why we're in this. I, we, we don't do this to sit back and, you know, just see what can happen against anybody. And so I think our players are excited about it. Um, you know, a lot of the team from the state, and I think they'll look forward to going out and you know, seeing what they can do and compete against them. Both last weekend, kind of preparing for this week, there's so much talk about physicality, and, and obviously against a team like Texas, you know, the defense has to bring that. But, but does the offense think that way too? I mean, do you think in terms of physical, just mashing them and, and trying to slow the best? Like I really did? hope they do. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, that is certainly the way I think, and I, I think that um, – you know, do I feel like week in, week out, we're going to line up and just you know smash mouth football and three yards in a cloud of dust? That's probably not who we are. At the same time, this it's a violent game. I mean, they, witnessed by their quarterback retiring at 20 years old or however old he is, and um, it, it's a violent game, and and you have to play it that way, regardless of the style of offense or the type of person you are. The game has to be played that way. Hey John, you guys got Montel some confidence last week. Just keep progressing. You know, I think that uh, the defense we played last week um, allowed for some things to happen. Uh, I think we'll see a very different defense this week, not just by personnel, but by scheme. And so, um, you know, just keep keep taking the things that are there and keep trusting uh, himself to do what he's coached to do. And, uh, you know, just, just keep getting better. Tough spot for your offensive line when a couple guys go out with illnesses, you know, especially late in the week like that. I feel like those guys, Larry and, and, and Brian, were decent in there or pretty good, or how did you assess what they did and, and how they'll be ready if they need to go this week? You know, with a very short time to prepare and, and to really truly, truly get ready, um, obviously the win um, speaks volumes. And so, uh, you know, I, I thought that it took some time. I mean, I, I don't think that it was comfortable at the beginning of the game, and I think that, um, you know, and even for me, I don't know that I was comfortable with them in there at, at, at the beginning of the game as much as I should have been, to be honest with you. Um, but uh, as, as it progressed, I think they did a you know a good enough job, and hopefully they'll continue down that path and keep improving. You know, getting that first start under your belt's a huge deal. Yeah. Um, so now you understand that it is faster on Saturday, but mentally and it slows down for you because it's a cleaner picture than it is during the week. Physically, Larry's a guy that, that people would look at and say. In, almost any team would say, I'll take him. You know, I mean, you just talked about the, the light and kind of that first start being huge. It's even bigger for a guy like that who has that kind of prototypical size and, and you know, now can maybe piece those two things together and, and really start to make some progress. You know, honestly, it probably was bigger for Brian than for Larry. I mean, Larry had played as a true freshman uh, in New Mexico, and so I think that, um, you know, the, probably bigger for Brian, but I do believe that we're hoping that Larry progresses into his body and keeps uh, working to stay in shape. You know, uh, this past week was probably the most encouraging. You know, it was the first time we went out there and, and played with 
uh, some really sincere energy and enthusiasm. The kids were excited. Uh, we were able to uh, fit our run gaps, you know, holding them to 2.9, you know, per attempt on that. And then we didn't give up any uh, real easy throws. Every ball that was caught was um, a, a contested throw and a challenge throw. So, you know, it it got to the point when when you're playing that way. You know, a lot of those things that that showed up in the first two games in terms of giving up big plays were starting to get corrected. You know, and, um, and so. You know, we got to keep working, but I feel like the kids are, are doing a nice job of working and coming together and, and starting to learn to, to play within the system and, and uh, understand their assignments and responsibilities and execute, um, you know, within within the system and, and work together and have some fun with it. You've got a bunch of guys on your defense that, that have hung in there with, with Texas the past few years, and, and they know that, obviously. Now it's a different team. Is, is that a concern that, that maybe some of that, you know, experience and, and – positive stuff that's happened in the past they can't necessarily draw on as much because of new team, new coach down there? You know, I'd like to think with the guys on our team that they understand that, that you know, it's a, for most part, there's 11 of you on the field, but we give each one of them one individual job, and, and we feel like each one of them is able to execute that job or we wouldn't give it to them. Um, and so it's our 11, you know, little personal battles out there, and I feel like our guys have the confidence that, that they can line up and get their job done every single snap. And as long as we keep that mentality and, and guys – understand that that you know it really doesn't matter you know who you play against it's about getting your job done and, and that's where you know we just need to focus and play it you know one snap at a time and 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 trust our buddy to do the same thing John, uh, Nick Carroll is used to getting the ball a lot more uh, can you had any do any maintenance with him in terms of keeping his enthusiasm up or is he naturally no, I mean, Nick is a, obviously a captain and elected by his teammates for a reason because he has a great attitude and he's a great leader. And so, um, you know, I, I would like to get Nick the ball a little bit more too. And so uh, that's always on our agenda, obviously. But um, the, I wouldn't say there's been any kind of maintenance to keep Nick happy or anything like that. I think he's done a great job of, of maintaining his leadership role. John, the, the first play of the game the other night, your receivers did a really good job of yeah, I think we've done a decent job blocking on the perimeter. I think across the board, um, you know, you refer to the first play. I think it not only did the receivers, but they're just like Coach Bo, like Clint just said. I mean, there are 11 guys on the field that did their job on that play, and it worked out very well. Um, and so, but I, but I do. I think the receivers have done a, a very good job uh, blocking downfield. Um, you know, we probably need to be a little bit more consistent. Uh, in that, you know, I think there's some times where you'd like to see some of those uh, quick screens gain a few more yards and, and be a little bit more dynamic. But, um, you know, we're a work in progress. We'll keep getting better. Clint, about those two Texas games the last two years, I mean, the one here you had them on the ropes to the final seconds and, and, and then last year still right there in the third quarter. Is there something you can pinpoint that, that has been the difference? I mean, obviously they're Texas and they got five-star guys coming out of every corner of their locker room and all that. But, but has there been something that, that's just the difference between you guys being able to, to, to get over the hump versus them being able to pull it out? You know, it, it's, it, it, for lack of a better answer, it kind of comes down to like last game. You know, the game's close. And, you know, we kind of talk about a lot of times the, the, the fight really starts in the fourth quarter. And, sure. and, you know, at some point in time in the fourth quarter, guys have to step up and – and, and find a way to, to make a play to finish a, a game off. You know, this past week, you know, on offense and defense, we were able to make plays in the fourth quarter and do that. And hopefully that's a step in the right direction where our kids have, have now had some success of finishing a game and finishing a fourth quarter that we, you know, hadn't in the past. So, so now when we get in that situation again, 
you know, instead of, you know, sitting waiting for something to happen, I hope you guys understand that, that that's when you have to make it happen. Clint, on uh, the defensive line with Tadarian playing well, it's another big body up there. How nice is that when you play these Central Michigans and Texas who like to run? Um, it, it does good. You know, it, it gives us some flexibility in our personnel of, of who we can put in the game. And, and you're right, you know, you look at, you know, the, the Texas O-line, they're uh, some big guys. And so, you know, for us to be able to match those type of people, you know, getting Keon um, and Tadarian out there at the same time, along with Bolton and Simke and moving, you know, Goodman around a little bit, it allows us to at least give guys physical matches and, um, to where, you know, they're not giving up, you know, to some of these guys, Ben Goodman can be giving up 60 pounds, where Tadarian's giving, you know, not giving up any. So. Uh, those those are you know just matchups that that as long as Tadarian and Keon keep playing well really does benefit us. So with Montel, uh, with some of the options and the read options that might may hasn't gone as well as you might have hoped. Is he still kind of learning on the fly with that too, that part of the game and, and the running part of his job? I guess. Yeah, I hope it's not learning on the fly. I mean, I think we're coaching him and yeah. and, uh, and and teaching him to do that, and we have to get a lot better. We've we've had. Uh, some opportunities, not just in the past game, but in really in the past two games. I thought he ran it well uh, in the first game, and we had some relationship problems, you know, in, in the past game with quarterback and running back in, in the pitch uh, pro phase. And um, but, but I think that that's something that we definitely will continue to, to work at and get better at. Going into games, John, when, when I mean, do you have an idea when you're going to bring Cummings into games? I mean before the game starts, or is that a field situation and, and just kind of assessing what's happening out there, or, or do you not want to answer that? Yeah, I, I think, you know, obviously there's always a plan for him. I don't really think I want to share what that is sometimes, right. but um, yeah, there there are times where there's a plan and it's and it's in place and this is what we want to do, and then there's times where it's like, okay, let's let's give this a shot and see where this is going, and um, you know, I think we'll continue to, to look at that week by week and see what the right situation or what the right situation is. Sure. Are you a believer? I mean, the, the one time you brought him in on the third and one last week, I think you ended up with the missed field goal on that, on that possession. But, but Coach mentioned, hey, Coach Weiss, he said, this is it's a power run situation. That's why John put him in there. Montel had worked all the way down the field. I mean, are you a believer in the momentum of, of anything like that? Or, or is there so much focused on, okay, this personnel is what we need in this situation. Forget what Montel's done all the way down the field, rhythm, that kind of stuff. Yeah, I don't think any of those are exact. I mean, I think the reality is that there is, you're always aware of the momentum and um, you have to be. I mean, it's part of the reason I like being back down on the field calling the game. It was hard to do that from the press box. You don't feel that necessarily. You just see it. It's kind of septic up there. Um, at the same time, I'm a, I'm a bigger believer in what was our plan going into the game and, and following the plan going into the game. And so, um, you know, there's, there's uh, things and there's reasons for that that we won't go into, but... Um, I think it's a little bit of both. Great. Are there any frustrations, or do you feel shortchanging anywhere not being up upstairs and having that view? Oh, certainly. I mean, the view from upstairs, as you guys know, because most of you are up there, and um, it's it's like watching video, you know, and you almost like you're playing a video game at times. And I get the last call, um, not always, but usually. At the same time, I, I really do enjoy being down. I think that. Um, it's the right place to be, especially coaching the offensive line, having that position and being able to make adjustments with the, with the five guys there. Um, you know, we've got uh, guys upstairs with, with great eyes on the things on the field and giving me the information that I need. So um, I, I don't have – I can – are there frustrations? Sure, there would be frustrations just like I were when I was upstairs. 
and you wanted to be downstairs. But I don't think that there's anything that I'm, any regrets about it at all. How many voices upstairs have access to your ears, or is it just one? Or? Enough. <laughs> <laughs> enough. And what do those voices sound like? <laughs> there's enough guys helping us out upstairs. You ever get Tom? No. <laughs> no. I, I don't hear any of the people that have that have play calls for me, I can promise you that. I just screamed the number of the guy who's open. I don't realize yeah. that the quarterback can't see as well. Right. Eight. Eight. Three. Do you, do you feel like you, I mean, three weeks in, non-con, everybody always calls this the, you know, now when it starts for real. I mean, most coaches like to say that because conference play is so critical. Do you feel like during the non-conference you were able to establish an offensive identity or, or is that still a work in progress? Too? I think it'll be, I think that's something, you know, anybody that has a, a true identity that this is what we are and we're going to make the pieces fit this identity um, has been doing it at that particular institution or in that program for a very, very long time. You know, I think that we're still working through that. And I think that, um, you know, uh, the, the nice part about being a spread offense is the ability to, to kind of mold things the way you want to, um, to have enough and to be able to spread the field where you can put things where you want to. And so I think that will be going on all year long. Same question, Clint. I mean, you knew what you had. Uh, a lot of these guys have played a ton of snaps on defense. You feel like your identity is pretty locked in defensively? I do. I believe it's getting there. You know, yeah. the, there were some frustrations in the first two games um, that I think, you know, every you know, player on our defense and coaches felt the same. Um, you know, you watch them on tape, you recognize that, that we were really close to – to making those plays, but the there were little small discipline things, eye things, fundamental things that were keeping us from from really putting it all together. But I think you know, as a group, we felt as though we knew we could fix the problems and correct them and, and go. And, and you know, last last game we were able to put that together. We're, we weren't great the whole you know the whole game, but at the same time, you didn't see those same type of, of you know major obvious something went wrong plays. Uh, that that we had given up, and so now I believe our, our kids have have settled down into their roles and, and they're part of things. Um, you know, played physical, played hard, played with enthusiasm, did all those things that that we like to be our trademark. And you know, from here we just need to, to keep building on that and, and continue to you know let those guys just keep working together and get stronger and stronger. You know, Matt, let me let me follow up on that first because I do think um, agreeing with Clint too. I think our our players on offense know what we're going to do sure. and and they have a good and have a confidence in certain things that we're doing and they know what to expect um, regardless of what the play call is they know what's expected and, and how the uh, how, how the game should be played in an overall sense not not just in a play-by-play -play sense so I think there is uh, the development of an I uh, of an identity but I think it's more of a philosophical identity if this is what we're doing this is the way we're going to do it okay. so Thanks. sorry when the um Local boy threw the pass on that play. Uh, was that your idea, or did he suggest it, or beg for it, or? Joe can beg all he would like to, um, and it wouldn't come come out that way. Reality was it opportunity we thought to get a one on one situation, and um, you know the, the right situation, short field, and see what we could get done. Two more questions. I just asked Coach this, and, and I'd be interested to hear both of your thoughts. New coach, new staff, new identity at Texas too. Is it better for you guys to play them early and, and you know, kind of while they're still transitioning and figuring their own systems out and all that stuff? I mean, do you guys believe 
that, that this is the right time to catch a team like that? Regardless if it's Texas, it just happens to be this week. But, but overall, is that something you like? You know, I don't know if like or dislike. You know, I was, you know, as coaches, you, you change jobs. And when you're a first year in a program, first year as a staff, first year with those players, yeah. there obviously are, are benefits to being together. You know, you're, you've you kind of been through some battles together with things. People know how each other is going to react. So there, there are, you know, always some growing pains right. uh, with a new staff that are just inherently there, you know. So I don't know if it's good or bad, but – um, you know, Coach Strong is a, and you know Coach Watson and and Coach Wigline, all those guys are highly respected men and, and are very good football coaches. Um, have have done it. You know, he's been going as Coach Watson back when he was at Colorado to, to Nebraska, the whole deal. And Coach Wigline, Oklahoma State. These guys are, are really good and and uh, they know what they're doing. And their kids um, are playing hard and they they got them lined up right and playing sound and, and doing that. So, but you know, inherently, every time if there's something new. You know, then you got to work through some kinks. Yeah, I guess I feel the same way as Clint. I mean, you um, you, you feel good that you're getting them early, that maybe they're not settled into a, a routine that, that they're in, um, you know, that they, they'll be into later. Um, that being said, maybe it would have been nice to play them for the spring game and be done, you know, I don't know. But, um, you know, ultimately, um, you know, without any kind of control over those things, I think that you come out and you get prepared and, um, you worry less about what they're doing and what their um, mindset is and more about yours. Clint, really quickly, uh, Jake loved that play he made. Charlie talked about it. Can you go over what you talked with him about and what you saw in the play that he made, the one where he blitzed and just peeled off on the ground? Yeah, you know, Jake, you just love guys like Jake, first of all. I mean, the guy shows up every day, works his tail off, um, and is just a great team guy to be around every day, and he's a – and on the football field, he's a very instinctual kid. And that was kind of an instinctual type play. Um, you know, he was um, part of the blitz package to go. He's actually a contained blitzer. And, you know, the tackle peels off to go block the guy on the, on the setup screen. Jake feels it, peels off, and makes a, a, a fantastic play. Um, and that's, you know, that's – I don't know if Jake ever gets enough, enough credit for some of the things he does. You know, he shows up every week and does really good things for us. And, and that was just a – I was, you know, happy to see, you know, him put together a string of three plays that, that other people noticed because he does so many things that that we love in our defensive room that maybe the you know other people don't get to see of, of truly how valuable he is. So for him to finally throw together three big plays and, and get some um, some credit that I believe the kids deserve for a few years.